Okay, hello and welcome to week number four of the weekly recap. Um, this one's going to be a little bit different than anything we've done before. Mostly uh, going to be talking about the beers that we drank and not really uh, drinking a whole lot this week because, well, Jake and Alex are 3,000 miles away from me. Yes, um, we are. They are FaceTiming in right now, so if the sound quality is a little weird, so be it. But so we've uh, we've been here for about a week now. This is our sixth day, and tomorrow will be number seven. We um, are in we're in Esparto, California, which is a little bit west of Sacramento. So we've been enjoying the Cali lifestyle. Um, a lot different out here than being in Pittsburgh. There's so much more space at all the places that we've been. We have a, a whole lot of experiences that we're going to get into on this podcast, but um, we're excited to continue it this week, even though we had to push it back a day. Um, but yeah, we're excited. Let's, let's go for it. So, all right, hold on. I'm going to crack a beer real quick here while we're um, yeah, getting into go things. Go for it. This is um, one of the beers that I brought back from Columbus this weekend. Uh, we went out to hang out with uh, my best friend, PJ, as he was ordained a deacon. Congratulations yeah. again, Pete. Congrats. I'll drink that. Um, this one is from Seventh Sun Brewing. They were the only place that had cans that we went to. So I picked up a bunch, and they were way cheaper than uh, the local variety. I will say that. Uh, that's, that's nice. How much, <laughs> how much was the four-pack? Or was it six-pack? No, they were four-packs, but I only spent... Uh, so I got eight four-packs for $75. Damn. Yeah, that's under, like dirt under cheap. That's ten. That's insane. A little over two dollars a beer, which that's is so crazy. Yeah, oh God, and they're good. Oh, they're really good. Um, I I really enjoy they're Seven people. Sun. I liked them a lot whenever we went there the first time, but yeah. um, Sarah wasn't too keen on some of their stuff. Um, the first time, the second time though, this time we got a flight while we were there, and uh, it was it was pretty killer. It's a good time. Of course, we showed up right before the party bus rolled up, and we got oh, served God. after them at the bar, but that's a, that's a whole other story, so we can get into that whenever um, <laughs> there's a, there's time. The uh, No, 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 we're good. We just had an interruption. No, Mom just walked, walked in. Walked oh. She's pretty drunk. We had some margaritas for happy hour, and uh, <laughs> she got like probably the biggest margarita I've ever seen ever in seen. my life. <laughs> it's like Mad Max. But like double that. Oh boy. So we, yeah, we started drinking tequila and then we came back, had some wine, and now we're on some beer. So tomorrow should be interesting. We're going to San Francisco. Oh, nice. Uh, pretty early. So it should be an, an interesting time. But so, how many places did you guys hit in Columbus? Well, Nicola? so I wasn't really sure what to expect going into this um, ceremony, let's say. Um, I figured it was just more of like a graduation type thing, but it was actually a full on Catholic mass. Um, and it was really interesting to see because there were a lot of, um, very ceremonial things that happened. Yeah. Um, so even Latin, uh, so the, I mean, it was, yeah, the singing was in Latin, but I mean, it was a traditional like mass, right? So yeah. There was the liturgy of the word followed by the ceremony followed by the liturgy of the Eucharist. I don't know if we want to really get into the whole Catholic yeah, Church thing. Well, that's interesting you bring that up because uh, the Met Gala uh, theme this year was Catholicism and some something or other. So 
is all Catholic themed, so that's interesting. That's a very interesting that. theme because I can't imagine that a lot of people who attend the Met Gala are practicing Catholics. Let alone religious. I think it was more. I think it was more just like the Catholic influence on like fashion and stuff like that. Like it wasn't really. I don't know. The the it, they, the Met always has an exhibit that corresponds with the Met Gala that goes on for. I'm not sure how long, but like I, one of the one of the years was like um, I think it, it might have been last year was like technology and fashion and stuff like that. Like they they always do sort of like uh, like how things in our daily lives like influence and you know influence our like social. Um, I don't even know what I'm saying. Sorry, we're like I'm like super. I'm not even jet lagged. Like just being here has just made my speech horrific. So sorry if I sound like a babbling idiot this entire time. <laughs> so we do have a dog. We have a dog friend today, oh, nice. not Hercules, but we have our dog Layla. This is true. She is. Layla in is in studio right now. She is in studio. <laughs> yes, she is not in the field. I didn't take her to Florida or California, not Florida. We did. Oh, yeah, oh. I wish we would have. I can only I imagine. imagine. I can only imagine the ridiculousness that would occur if we tried to bring her to California. <laughs> um, we have a couple of dog friends here, Sandy and Jackson, who are our aunt's dogs, who we're staying with. Total um, sweethearts. One is a pit bull, and one is a an Australian cattle dog. Oh they're my! They're both very they're both very cool, and they hang out with us. All they're hours built like oxes, oxen. <laughs> Oxes. 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 I would say oxen. It's oxen. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> but, yeah. No, anyway. So, so you guys had the ceremony, what, Friday? Yeah, so did we got in. Did you go out afterward on Friday? Um, well, so the weekend went like this. We got in about five, five, yeah, about five o'clock to the hotel. And Sarah and I looked at each other and we were like, yeah, we can go get a beer or we can just, you know, take a nap for half an hour. And so that's what we ended up doing. Uh, we went to the ceremony. Like I said, it was very long. It was a two-hour ceremony, basically, we were in church Oh, for. wow. Um, so it was, it was a lot. But it was very cool to see. I think, I mean, PJ looked right at home up there. You know how he is. Um, right, right. And so after the um, ceremony, there was a reception downstairs, and we got to hang out with a couple of people I went to college with and stuff like that. So we ended up going out to a place called the Pint Room in Columbus, which is one of the really cool spots for draft beers, right? Like they have always have like this wild amount of drafts. And I want to say that they have a tap system that's probably close to a hundred. Wow. But they're all, most of them are local. I will say most of them. I would say like kind of think of like pig iron maybe, but like Mm -hmm. a little bit smaller place, but more taps. Right. Pig Iron is uh, what? Pig Iron Public House in Cranberry. Yes. Yeah, and I still haven't been there. You guys are always there, and I feel like I need to get out there at some point. But it's a cool spot. But yeah, they have a lot of local taps. The cool thing about their menu is they break it up by the type of beer, and they break it up by uh, if it's a local Ohio beer, it has a little Ohio State next to it. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were there um, at about ten thirty at night, and it was absolutely empty on a friday night because you know graduation weekend there's a bunch of shit going on right yeah um was it was it ohio state's graduation too 
I don't recall exactly, but I, I'm assuming yes, to be yeah. honest. Um, so it we, seems like everyone's kind of getting out, so it's probably... If not, if, if it wasn't actual graduation weekend, I'm sure everyone was out partying. So were you, guys, are you, were you guys staying downtown? Or I, I'm not really familiar with the geography of Columbus, but when you lived out there, you were north of the city, is that correct? So I actually lived mostly on the east side of the city. Okay. Um, northeast was where I lived for the longest time, but where we stayed was actually right across the street from my old apartment. And so it was out in Gahanna, which is east of the city. So we were about 25 minutes away from where we were going to dinner. Um, but it's a, there's a big loop around Columbus, so you can just jump on the loop and be there, you know? It's not like you're trapped in one corner of Columbus when you're there, which is awesome. Um, so we went out there, um, it was late though. So we were exhausted from driving all day, you know, that kind of thing. So we only had a couple beers. I know I had, um, two locals that I had never had before. I know Sarah went for, uh, Jackie O's because they had mystic mama on tap. And I don't know if you guys ever had that one, but it's one of those. Uh, like, no, but I, I've heard a lot. I mean, we have a lot of friends that went to OU and that's, it's over. Yeah. It's in Athens. In Athens. Yeah. yeah. So I like see it constantly, but I don't know. Is it like big in Ohio? Is that like a. Well, Jackie O's is big in, in the beer community. I will say that. Just like in general. Yeah. Just okay. overall, they are one of the big players when it comes to. Um, barrel aged stuff. They, I have a bunch of stuff sitting over on the bar that's uh, very uh, not rare, but I would say like definitely of of the upper echelon of um, barrel aged beers, right? So yeah. I really enjoy Jackie O's a lot, but Sarah had their Mystic Mama, which is their standard IPA. It's like their go to, right? And yeah. yeah. It's one of the um, one of my favorite beers that they make, hands down. Um, I had a Mad Tree beer called Galaxy High, which was nine and a half percent, but it's a single hop with Galaxy wow. hops, obviously. That's crazy. Um, nine and a half. Yeah. Was it a double? Yeah, yeah, it was a double. Um, well, they call it, I think they call it an Imperial, but. I don't think we, have we gotten into the whole double Imperial? We haven't had that conversation on here yet, have we? No, I think the, we had discussed talking about it, but I don't think we actually had, had gotten into it. Like, do, like, does anyone really know the difference between that? Because I feel like Imperial is used for a lot of different types of beer. Um, like, I think we went to, so we went to blue note which is probably 20 minutes from where we're staying which it's insane because literally like you can't just decide to like get up and go somewhere like everything out here especially where we're staying is like it's like an event to like drive to these places and like go to these places and come back like there's just so much driving involved which i mean i guess people get used to out here because i've i've heard that people commute like an hour or two to get to work and then back. Like they, people get up at like three in the morning 
what? to get ready. It's insane. I know. It's crazy. That sounds bonkers to me, but I mean, I, I know. Guess... It's, cr- it's just, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, but people just get used to it. Like, we're just, we're so not used to that. Like, we've, we've driven so much while we're here. And I wasn't really like, I wasn't super about that, but I, you know, I, kind of feel like we just have to like accept that it's like nothing is close yeah i will say though that what's cool about being out here is that there's so much space at all of these breweries um it i don't think that we've been to one where it was jam-packed and there wasn't room we haven't been going at peak time so i guess that's one thing other than being at russian river yesterday which we'll get into i really want to get into that but yeah (laughs) Every other place that we've been to has had a huge outdoor area, um, obviously because you're in California and there's hardly ever bad weather, they can use that outdoor area throughout the year. And uh, it's so cool just to see that there's so much space and, and there's not a whole lot going on because you are sort of in the middle of nowhere out here. So it's it's not going to be packed like you'll see something like Dancing Gnome or Grist House and and. I would compare them to Grist House if I could, but their outdoor areas are so much bigger and they just have so much more space that it never really feels like you're packed in like a sardine like you would in, in Pittsburgh or even some of the places that we went to in Cleveland as well. There were a few that had some de- a decent amount of space, but there's so much space in California in general, so much land to be available, so much land that is available, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's what I really enjoy about everything out here is that you're not packed into a bar trying to yell at the bartender, throw your card at them to get a beer. It's so much more relaxed out here. And that, I think that fits well with the, the stereotype of people in California is that it's so much more laid back than everything. Even where we are in the Midwest, it's just like so slow. I wouldn't say we're in the Midwest. (laughs) We're, Uh, we're, I would say we're on the East coast. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Western but, PA is kind of Midwestern. Um, do you think so? Do you think that the places in Columbus are more comparable to like the places in Pittsburgh because it's it's they probably don't have a ton of room. Well, like, do they have outdoor areas? Is it mostly just like inside bars? Like, what? What? How does that work out there? Well, so let me uh, let me backtrack just a second here. Um. Because, yeah, so Saturday, we got up and we went to PJ's first mass that he served, right? And after that, then PJ was like, yeah, there's, uh, we should we should definitely go get some food because I haven't eaten in like 12 hours, right? Because he was just like running constantly. So yeah, right. sure. Sarah pulled up uh, Who Farted's menu and they have brunch on Saturday and Sundays, so... Obviously, we were all about that. Lovely. That sounds amazing. So, the weird thing about Columbus is they have, like, a brewery district. Okay. But it's also, like, really in and out. Like, it's it's all over the place in the city. So, like you said, they're they're very truncated, like, uh, tap rooms, not really like a a brewery setup, right? Um, Yeah. So, Who Farted was really cool. Um, we were there when they were still building the place. And so, like, we walked by it, and it looked like it was just this, like, big open area at the time. But in going there, 
it's really a restaurant with like brewery tanks in the middle of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's all enclosed, like it's all, you know, sealed off and that kind of thing. Like it's all big glass windows on the inside and all that. And so we're sitting there watching like, I, I, there wasn't really much going on cause it was Saturday. So they don't really brew on Saturdays, but yeah, so we sat down, we had brunch. Um, really cool. We had, uh, I got a flight. Sarah got their triple IPA key bump, which, uh, Sean P of Untap Fame got us a can oh, of. Oh, Sean P. Shout out Sean P. This <laughs> right. is our weekly Sean P reference. Our <laughs> Sean P plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, so their their beers were all like cloudy, hazy IPAs, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. PJ doesn't really drink craft beer though, so he got a couple of their cocktails, and they were actually really solid. He um, doesn't. You no. haven't gotten him on that yet. No, 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 no. My, uh, he is the, he is the dude to chug the Yingling like it's going out of style. That's right. That's about it. Yeah. He seems like a guy that would drink like Bud Heavy and Miller High Life a lot. I think that was the first experience that we ever had with beer, right? Did we get into that on the podcast, or were we just shooting the shit and talking about that? <laughs> I think we did talk about that on the podcast. Right, yeah. So, like, first off, I would like to, as a disclaimer, we do not encourage underage drinking in any capacity. Correct. No. Stay sober, my friends. You can wait, because trust me, there's a lot of alcohol out there that you can drink when you turn 21, which we have. But yeah, we're all of age. We I don't think we ever said that on the podcast. We are. Yeah, yeah we, are. we are. No one is underage. I feel like, I feel like we... Well, I mean, they only hear us, which is good, because I feel like if people saw us, like, we get carded everywhere now. All yeah, we, we look very much underage, especially being on the West Coast. When we go to places that we frequent in Pittsburgh, they don't really card us anymore because they know who we are because we're in there all the time. But The one thing, I, no one has said, like, oh, you guys are from Pennsylvania, what are you guys doing out here? Like, everyone has just, like, taken our ideas and, like, Looked at them, they're like, okay, cool. I'm like, are, are people really out here from, like, I guess they are, because California is just, it's like a desk, it's like a destination, so, I don't know, I was just like, yeah, it seems I'm like, like, someone just start a conversation with me about being from Pennsylvania, I want to talk to you guys, but it seems like everywhere we've been has kind of been, I don't know, I guess the people in Pittsburgh don't really do that either, like, it, it kind of depends on where you go to like get a conversation out of a out of a bartender. I mean, everyone's been super polite, which is amazing. But like, yeah, I think that as far as that goes, going to a craft beer place, I can't imagine that there's a lot of people who are under twenty one trying to sneak into those places. And even if they are, you'll probably you, you'll probably get away with it because. I think a lot of people have that same mindset where they're not thinking that people are trying to sneak in. It's different than you're, than if you're going to a dive bar or a bar in one of these popular areas in Pittsburgh or anywhere else that they might be looking for people who are trying to. Maybe like college bars as well. That That's a good example of any big state school in the Northeast or, or even out here, I'm sure, is that a lot of people are trying to sneak in with fakes there, but... You're going to a craft beer place. You're not. I can't imagine that you're trying to sneak in if you're under 21. Well, you know how Grist House is. Yeah, that's. Plus, 
I'll just yeah. leave it at that. They uh, they stamp me, and I'm 32, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's good, but the, you, I mean, the, the thing is with that, it's like, they, they're good about it when they're, like, at the bar, but when there's, like, so many people outside, like, there's, there's no possible way for you to, to be policing every single person that goes in there. Like, we were there the one time, and someone, this, this group of, like, five people was, like, sharing our table, and, like, one of them was, like, buying all of the beers for everyone and we were like hmm that kind of seems shady i mean why is why is only one person buying the beer and like no one else had stamps and i was like well i feel like we can all you know we all know what's really going on here but that's another conversation yeah so anyway back to uh who farted yeah so who farted was awesome um really good food how many beers did they have on tap they had eight of their own and four guest taps, I think. I, I took a picture. Hold Which on. isn't a lot. That's that's not a whole ton for some for some place that I, I mean, I don't really know much about them, but you guys seem to to know a lot more about them than I do. But I mean, it, it must not be a big place. Which I, I guess doesn't really matter. Well, so Maybe they have a they have a um, an actual brewery out in. I want to say it's near Mansfield, Ohio, which is like an hour outside of Columbus, maybe 45 minutes outside of Columbus. So this is their first like foray into a satellite place. Yeah. Which is just fine, honestly. I mean, they, they do a yeah. really nice job. Um, bartender was like, uh, I mean, they were sort of busy at the bar, but the restaurant was empty. And... So she was, you know, checking in on us after every beer and, you know, seeing how we liked the, the stuff and all that. And didn't really, like, didn't really engage as far as, like you said, like, oh, you're out of town or is this, this your first time? That kind of thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess is fine. But at the same time, like, I, I like to have a conversation with people. Right. Yeah. I feel like I get that from dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, being he that. Loves to, he loves to pry. strike up a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean... I'm sure you guys have been subject to that on your trip. Oh, yeah. But... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We have um, to oh, here, yes. It's, it, he's got to make a comment to everybody. Every every person. It's yeah. like, we can leave it alone. Uh, we can move forward. Um, but no, yeah, no, that's that. the one thing. So yesterday we went to uh, Russian River, and then we went to Hen House. Hen House is always Um, Which was i guess jake said was recently on um pop culture. pop culture they had some kind of collab with i don't know pop culture loves their Hen, so henhouse did a collab with if i'm correct here with tired hands oh um i'm gonna i'm actually gonna fact check myself on pop culture right now as we speak yeah Okay. So, no, so I remember seeing that, and it was an interesting can, so that sort of drew me to it, and then I was like, oh, we're out in California, like, it's what like, are the chances that these guys are in California, and it just so happened that they're 10 minutes driving from Russian River, so I was like, hell, I mean, if we're out here going Which to is basically River, walking distance out in California. It might as well be, you know, like... So, no, the but, I mean, back to the whole, like, conversation with bartenders thing, like, 
we we like went up and ordered beers um and i was like just expecting this guy to just like hand us these beers and then after he handed them to us he was like oh have you guys been here before and we were like oh no we're i mean we're from pennsylvania and he was like do you like do you mind if i give you like a rundown of these beers and i was like hell yeah please do please tell me all (laughs) of the things so he like sat there and like described them all and then he was like we're really into tasting here so if you want to try anything like at any time please just like come back up and we'll give you guys a sample of whatever you want to try and they had a pretty big tap list it was probably like probably like 10 or 12 i'd say that's solid Um, but all the bartenders were like super cool and like very helpful like they all clearly knew i mean i don't know if they knew anything more than like the hot breakdown and stuff like that but like still i mean like i'd I'd take anything over just someone handing me a beer and being like okay here (laughs) right yeah that's it's twelve dollars you know (laughs) um but yeah no everything is so so cheap out here which is so mind-boggling to me because like the food has been very expensive but we we went to these places and henhouse all of their like I don't know if they were full 16-ounce pours. They were, like, 14, but they were, like, $5. And I was like, you're in, like, that's insane. And they had they had four packs that we bought that were 12, like, 12 to $14. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is so crazy that these places that are being featured on these, like, big beer blogs, like... Yeah, and I think have... the craziest thing for me is that it seems like everything out here is so much more expensive that I almost expected to be paying at least six or seven for a pint of anything. Um, and, and again, we've been going at, time, at times that have been very good. As far as Russian River went, we were on, we went on Sunday, so it was it was happy hour all day, oh, which nice. is a steal. They were doing. Are we gonna? Let, yeah, let's wait. We to, can, well, I'll wait to get into Russian River stuff because that's a whole. Probably twenty minute conversation but just on our just, end. Just how inexpensive the beer has been is just mind boggling to me because everything out here is so expensive. Like gas is literally like three seventy five out here. Oh god! And even land, even it's land crazy. out here, I know is expensive, right? You think about all of like, like wine making and stuff to to have all the land to grow all those grapes is expensive. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I I believe you. I, I am actually shocked that you guys are raving about the prices of beer because honestly, I thought the the thing that yeah. that I would hear from you would be the opposite of that. Would be right. we're no, paying eight dollars for mean, a pale ale. Everything like, else yeah. out here, it's just it's it's so crazy. Which is no, it's and it's awesome though because it's like those are the places that we love to frequent and like it's cheaper than the prices that we get in Pittsburgh. Yeah, which is crazy to me. But, well, so, and, anyway, so you guys had, you guys had hoof-hearted. Yeah, so I got a flight. Did you go after that? Um, we went to, well, so, hoof-hearted and Seven Sun are walking distance from each other. Like, okay. so, um, Seven Sun is, like, three blocks up from where hoof-hearted is. Okay. And, so I was like, uh, so PJ had to leave, so he took off, um, right after we were done with brunch, but... We went up to yeah. uh, Seven Sun, and Sarah and I were like, oh, we've been here before. You know, I heard that they did a lot of remodeling and that kind of thing, and I wanted to see it. And I was like, well, we might as well just walk up there. And she's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. And so we go up there, 
And this place is giant for being in the middle of the city. Right. Like, I mean, I would put it along the side, along the size of like, I'm trying to think of a good comparison for like a Pittsburgh style brewery. Um, maybe like a Spoonwood. Spoon, yeah. Spoonwood's big. Yeah. That's, so that's actually interesting. That you say that is that I would say that every place that we've been to has been at least as big as Spoonwood in California. And that's just, feeding off of what we were saying earlier but go ahead and continue yeah so we walk in right and we literally see this party bus pull up as we're walking up to the place and i'm like ah crap this is gonna be a shit show and so we run up we didn't run but like we walked up to the bar and we sat down and there was nobody in the place right like we're talking it was 2 30 on saturday maybe okay maybe three o'clock on Did you Saturday. say beer 30? Yeah, beer 30. Beer 30, yes. Um, and I had to drive, so I wasn't really, like, drinking. But mm-hmm. we um, we sat down, and bartender comes right over to us. Here, guys, here's a couple menus. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. And walks away, right? As soon as he walks away, the bus lets out, literally. And all of these people come rolling up. And I assume that it was probably, like, a brewery tour like they have in Pittsburgh. Because yeah, yeah. all these people have been partying already. Uh, we walk by the bus and there are people like finishing their drinks and stuff like that. So they've all been partying all day, I'm assuming. And we're, we're sitting at the bar and there's, it's just everybody lines the bar. And the, the one bartender was like, hey guys, you know, like puts his hands up and like waves everybody down. And goes, yeah, hey, yeah. just so you know, the upstairs bar is open. And I'm like, upstairs bar? What is this? You know? And so half of the people were like, oh, well, then we'll just go up there. And they, like, run around the corner and they shoot upstairs, right? And the, um, the crazy thing was half of the people stayed. And so they're sitting there ordering and everybody's, like, ordering. You're, you know, asking questions about the beer and stuff. So I'm just over here. I'm just listening because we're not in any rush. I mean, we had to get back to Pittsburgh by, like, 7 so we could watch the Pens game. Right. So, R.I.P. 10 season. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I've never forgotten, though. Right, right. I mean, I'll it's take... the Penn season. Ugh. I mean, I, I've seen all of the Stanley Cups, so, I mean, I, I can't be mad about yeah, that. Yeah, all of them. Every Stanley I, yeah, Cup actually, you have. That's been. true. Yeah, I've seen every single one that the Pens have won. Um, <clears throat> and we'll be back at it next year. I can't imagine that their team's going to fall off. No, no. But... So I'm sitting there, I'm listening over, like, conversations, and people are having, you know, oh, what's this, what's that, what's this? And I'm looking at the menu, and at the very bottom, they have this, uh, like, breakdown of their flights. So they do prepared flights, right? So they had okay. they had one called the Hop Lovers flight, and they had one called the Seasonal flight, right? So the Seasonal flight was all the stuff that they have that's not normally there. And so, obviously, Sarah and I went with the Hop Lovers because, you know, we're big hopheads. So yeah. you guys are hop lovers. That's very consistent. Yeah. So the um, the hop lovers flight was pretty much all of the cans that they had, minus one of the beers. Right. So the assistant manager, which I'm drinking right now, um, the humulus nimbus, um, a beer called Glean, and a beer called Proliferous. Proliferous is like their 
what they're known for IPA. Um, but the other ones were really solid. I'm, uh, this, the assistant manager drinks like a lager, but I think it's a pale ale. But it's like four and a half percent. I mean, it's one of those ones that you could definitely have like a case of just like watching the Pirates game. Just crush over like two days. Yeah. In the I'm saying like, you know, you get a couple of your buddies together, you put down a, a rack of that, no problem. Right? I hate that you guys say rack. Like, Why? I hate that you say like, oh, like a 30 rack of milk. I noticed that on like the second time we did this, you were like, yeah, like 30, like a 30 rack of Miller. And like, I don't know. It just sounds weird. I mean, I think that they go hand in hand. You can say rack or pack, and people are going to know what you're talking about. Yeah. But again, it was it was $10 for a flight of four beers. And, I mean, that's not outrageous. But then I was like, yeah, guys, can I get two of each of the four packs that you have? Because I asked the bartender. I was like, oh, do you guys have any cans to go or whatever or anything to go? And he's like, yeah, we have bottles and we have uh, four packs. And I'm like, okay, well what do you guys have in the four packs? And they listed off the um, assistant manager, Himulus, and um, there's a third one that I got that was not on the flight called, oh, what was it? Seventh Son, the the name of the brewery, right? Yeah, yeah. It's an American strong ale, and I, I got a sample of it, and I wasn't really sure what to expect. Because when you say American strong I immediately think of like a we heavy style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one is more of like a like an amber ale that's like beefed up. Right? So like Yeah. When you're talking about these types of beers, they're it's it's like a very like caramel looking color and it's honest it was honestly like one of the easiest drinking heavies that I've ever had because it was more refreshing than anything else. Like it was crisp and clean, but it wasn't like drinking a, a mix between a stout and an ale. You know, it was just yeah, like, it right. was really well balanced. You know, that was probably one of my favorites. The, uh, but I mean, you guys will have them next week when you get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. that's that's another that's a style that I've seen a lot out in California. Um, is the strong ale. I've never really j- jumped into that because at least the ones that we go to a lot in Pittsburgh don't stray too far from um, IPAs or the more standard beers. Like maybe they might branch into like a lager or a red ale, but they don't they don't get into those like old English type beers like brown ales. And I guess Grist House is a brown ale, but. Um, out here, they sort of do all different types of styles, which I think is really cool. It's like it's sort of like Grist House, how they do a lot of different stuff. Excuse me, a lot of different styles, but like on steroids. Yeah. If well. Um, but yeah, looking just looking at some of the cans that you picked up, um, very excited to have some of those ones from Seventh Son because I haven't heard of them, but. Um, I mean, you you talk pretty highly of them. I don't. I mean, you've been familiar with them for a while, I guess. Have they been Have they been there for? They've been around since I want to say like twenty fourteen, so at least a few okay. years. But the the cool thing about the brewery was they expanded quite a bit from when we were there originally. So yeah. they when we were there first, they had the bar, they had an event room, and then they had a little outdoor area, right? Yeah. So we went. 
this past weekend and now there's an upstairs bar there's an upstairs restaurant area or not like restaurant area because they don't do food but it's a like big seating area and the outside has expanded so they have food trucks that come in they were actually doing an event on sunday that was like a flea market which was kind of cool um i i we didn't go obviously because we came back on saturday but they um apparently they do this like once a month where they bring everybody in and um, sell their goods or like, you know, whatever it is. And so it was really like set up for that already when we got there. So there was a food truck out front. We didn't have food while we were there because we had just eaten, but it was um, super cool laid back. I mean, it's a, it's kind of like a rustic feel because they're like garage doors in the front and, then the, the brewery is based on the property there. So they don't have like a separate place where they brew. So it's all in house and they okay. built this giant warehouse, like right behind the place so that they could put their tanks in there and everything. It's really awesome to, to yeah. see. Like when you walk in, you see to the left, there's a big glass door and you can see into the actual like brewery area, but they do a lot of different styles, which was really cool. Um, I love that. I love when people do a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, like their their Get tap variety. list. I want variety. Their tap list included, um, well, the the hop flight that we had, plus uh, Belgian quad. They had a German style ale. They had a wit, a brown ale, the strong ale, the barley wine, which is probably like, I I don't know. Barley wine's always scare me because they're either really well done or they're terrible in my opinion yeah i don't know i'm not i'm just not really a fan of the style i just think it's too they're always too boozy for me (laughs) and i'm not looking for something that if i was going to drink something that was as high as a barley wine i might as well just drink actual wine yeah or even get into liquor because that's that's almost what it tastes like in a lot of cases yeah and the thing is if i was drinking that day i probably would have tried a lot more but because I had to drive, I only had, you know, a couple sips out of the flight and Sarah finished the rest of them. But yeah. um, they did have the Oblier, which is their Imperial Stout on draft. And okay. it seems like every time I go there, they have that one. But I, it's a seasonal. So it's not typically like year round for them. And that one yeah. is like 12% and Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. I can't, but... I can't with these stouts that that's are 12%. I'm like, girl, who's drinking these? But like, that's, that's like what you get on like the, the top ones on like untapped and beer advocate. Like they're all like these barrel aged stouts that are so high and it just, it, it's so weird because it's like they can come off like very sweet and I can't imagine that there are that many people out there that are looking for something like that, you know? Yeah. That just blows my mind that, like, so many people have the taste for those kinds of things to give it, like, that rave of, like, a review, you know? I don't know. But, I mean, I will say the the biggest thing was, like, the stark contrast between a place like Hoofarted and Seven Sun because Hoofarted, their entire list was IPAs, doubles, triples. That was it. Mm -hmm. Um, they had they had a what's called a baby stout. <laughs> a baby stout. Yeah. Um, so that's cute. So they made that up. Uh, it's a it's a four percent stout. So. 
I guess, but I so mean, that's just okay. Like so that's like a. I mean, that's what. I mean, that's what it's called. Um, Dancing Gnome has like that. They have like their summer like porter or something, which I guess would probably be comparable. Yeah, and then they had a goes and they had a um, saisons, and again, that that's that's what you get with those types of places though, is that they are they're known for their IPAs. They're gonna brew IPAs, and they're all gonna be hazy as hell. And they're going to be solid, but they're not going to be ones that, that are pushing the boundaries of other styles, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think that's one thing that is interesting to me, because we, we went to Blue Note, which I think I mentioned already, but mm-hmm. um, it's about 20 minutes from where we are. Um, and they had, like, a, a, like a New England-style... And, like, even other places have, like, a hazy IPA, which I guess is, I mean, I would probably consider, like, New England style, because that seems, like, pretty consistent. But it doesn't really seem like you're missing much by going to these kinds of places. Like, you're not, like, they have, like, everyone's kind of brewing, like, the same type of stuff. So, like, I think we're good with our dancing numb, you know? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, if you look at pop culture and what they've been doing a lot recently is the Juicy Brews. So, yeah, like, sort of branching off of what we were talking about with... There, there's a lot of places that I think are focused on IPAs nowadays, and you look at a thing like Juicy Brews that pop culture puts on in a bunch of different locations. Like, they have one in Pittsburgh. They have one in the West Coast. They, I know they're doing one in Virginia. Um, I actually have a friend that works at Three's Crossing in Virginia, Oh, nice. Which is out of Richmond. Um, I'm not sure if you've had any of that. I had, I've had, i had a couple of their collabs that he brought back in the last, I don't know, three or four months to Pittsburgh that I've gotten to try. Who's that? But uh, Trevor Greer. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, he oh works at Three's Crossing. Cool. So um, that, uh, that sort of seems like the, the hip style nowadays. And it's obviously a lot easier to do something like that than to go into a bunch of these different styles where you have to have either, like, specialty equipment or just knowledge of a bunch of different types of beer. Like, if you're doing a lot of IPAs or pale ales, I feel like the base of those beers is all very similar, and that's that's sort of what Dancing Gnome does as well. Yeah. Is that they can use the same malt bill and hop them differently or mix up you know, some specialty malts in there and they get a very similar product, but they're a little bit different from, you know, each time that they do it. Right. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I, but I also feel like you have to have the right palate for enjoying those types of beers to really like sell yourself on it because there's a lot of just okay IPAs and you don't get the standout, like, oh, this one is the only IPA that I ever want to drink, because there are so many yeah. options right now. And, I mean, it's it's cyclical, right? I mean, beer in general has this underlying theme of changing all the time. And that's what I love about it, is next year it might be west coast ipas again or it might be you know uh farmhouse ales or or saisons or or something you know off the wall that's never been done before and really that's 
that's why we try so many different beers is because we want to find that one that you're like, yep, you know what? I'm just going to drink this for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, Yeah, and I think that's a never-ending quest, right? I don't think that we are like the generation before us that only drinks Icy Light or Budweiser or Miller or any of those. Um, but yeah, so let's let's get into the weekly review. Uh, I know we've like sort of been going through that, but uh, we'll officially start that segment. Let's just and, do Russian River. Um, Alex and I, Alex and I have been to several places since we got to the West Coast. It's been um, six days, and we've hit five breweries because um, we have no self control. But that's what we like to do. Like that—that's the whole reason for us coming out here and going to a bunch of different places. That that's. That's why we're here. That's why we have this podcast. Um, thank you to all the listeners out there. Hopefully we keep uh, increasing our listener base as we're going through this. But um, So we started out by going to a place called Blue Note. Alex has mentioned it a couple of times. Um, I don't. I guess I do have a, a list of the menu Gorgeous. here. Um, again, it's, it's so cool. It, it was actually, we talked to the bartender and he said that it used to be... Um, the building where they used to print a newspaper called the Daily Democrat. And we drove out in front of the building after we were done, and we saw that there was a big sign for the Daily Democrat. So that's kind of cool. It's, that's an, another thing about breweries that I really like is that you can pretty much put them wherever you want. As long as you have industrial space and it's, like, zoned correctly, you don't have to really worry about it. Um, so we... Their we hit Blue was, Note first. Yeah, their stuff I was, was very impressed. We were we, super we couldn't drink a, We couldn't drink a whole lot because I had to drive, drive and this was after we had gone to dinner or whatever. Um, me and Alex were just like, oh, we'll, we'll head up there. Because it, it was only 20 minutes away, so it's not really too bad. Um, but I had their New England IPA, and they had a, a very fruity, citrusy pale ale that I had, and they were both incredible. We Jake and I both agreed that their... Their pale ale was so, it, it was, like, really surprising because, at, like, you you smell it and then you drink it and you're like, oh, this is going to be absurdly hoppy at the end. And it's going to be, like, unpalatable because it's so hoppy. But there was, ne- like, there was nothing at the end that bit like that. And it was, it was so good. It was phenomenal. I think we brought... We brought a crowler home. Yeah, so we ended up getting three crowlers from there to bring home to um, our parents. Esparto. To uh, Esparto, California. But uh, I, I'm trying to look at the name of it right now. I can't. Well, I have, um, I had this, like, barrel-aged mango sour, which is just absurd. It's like, let's take a mango sour and just barrel-age it. Like, what like who was like oh yeah let's let's just do barrel aging why not I mean everyone else is doing it and it was good it didn't have a whole ton of barrel character which I was a fan of because I, I just like something about the like the the barrel aging process just I, I don't know it, it makes it taste weird like I think Dancing Gnome had that one like cherry sour that I think was aged on something or right Nick. Can you yeah. confirm that? Which one? The chair that like dancing down like oh yeah yeah one yeah of their, like very first sours probably like six six or so months ago. That um, was their was that like was their uh, anniversary. Yeah, that was their anniversary weekend. Um, they yeah. had 
And they tapped yeah, it like, like, I like secretly. That, but just I don't know, just something about the barrel aging. But it was it was really good. Um, and they have like a bunch of picnic tables outside, and they have a huge indoor area. And that was just that was like a great first experience for us to do, like for one of the breweries. Like I, we weren't really expecting much, but it was like it was so consistent with what we like about craft craft beer on the east coast so that was a really good experience um and then we also went to we went to lagunitas um just because we're out here and we might as well you know it's like so close to san francisco we like stopped in san francisco to get some pictures and they had they had a lot of stuff that they only had at the actual brewery which was good um we we got like three different flights and we just had like an entire array of beer and the food is really good, and the the plant is just so massive. They have like, they literally have like an outdoor like amphitheater stage that you could have like a decent sized concert at. Like it, it's like a stage AE if you cut it in like a like a quarter of stage AE, but still like it's like in addition to what they have like for like restaurant seating and stuff. It was it was really cool. So, I mean, they really had, like, three different outside areas. They had, you first walk in, they have a couple of areas for taps. It's like a grist house-esque, like, outside area with, like, sand. And there's, like, a crap ton of picnic tables. And then they have, like, they have a bunch of restaurant seating, which is, again, like, at picnic tables and stuff. So it's, it's all, like, a very relaxed kind of atmosphere, um, which was cool. And then they have, like, that whole amphitheater thing. They have a bunch of, like, merch that they're selling. Um, yeah, and, and th- this, it was interesting because I, I wasn't sure what to expect from somebody that is now owned by one of these big distributors because they're owned by Heineken, Lagunitas. So I don't, I don't think that I should have expected anything different, but they have this huge campus, really, is what it feels like. Um and there were a decent amount of people there because, again, we I think we went uh, on an off day. I think it was might it was have been like a Thursday, Thursday at like probably like three or four p.m. Thursday afternoon, um, and it was just so cool. Like I loved everything about it, and and they've had they have all these beers there that I've had before, so that was cool to have some familiarity with what they do. Um, but we we made sure to get some stuff on our flights that you wouldn't see elsewhere. Yeah. They had a lot of, they had a few like sour beers, which were, were really cool. Like they had a farmhouse, which I, I, and I said this on Twitter and no one that's listening to our podcast follows me on Twitter. I'm sure. Except for you guys. But, um, like the whole concept of farmhouse ales to me is so insane because some of them I drink, and I'm like, oh, this kind of tastes like a pale, but it also kind of tastes like, like, some of them taste like sours, so I don't know if, like, it's just, um, like, just the style, like, I don't, I don't know, it's like, I don't, I don't know if people are just, um, like, mislabeling it, like, it's, it's so weird, I'm like, is that style something that's so... 
um, like flexible. I don't know. Like I, mean, I think I, it is. I, I don't think that power. I don't think that it's necessarily characterized by anything in particular. Um, I, it's it's just a different type of. I, I think that they use bacteria. I think that's really what a farmhouse ale is, mainly. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's cool to see, you know, the the place where Lagunitas, which is known nationwide. And I'm sure worldwide, I don't know if they really ship outside of the United States, but, you know, you see it in all the bottle shops, um, even, like, big beer distributors in Pittsburgh have them. We had, I mean, we have it at, like, the, the Vegas airport, which, I mean, is close to where they are, but, like, it seems like such a standard kind of thing, which was cool. Um, uh, go ahead. So, just to interject, I, I was at the, their brew pub in Chicago. When I was out there. Um, yeah. And it was wild. Like, just a really cool place. Um, and again, that was before they were bought out by Heineken and all that. But they're... Like, it, it's an aesthetic, right? I mean, you walk into the place and you walk down this hallway that feels like it's probably two city blocks long. Mm-hmm. And they're playing... Um, the Willy Wonka song, right? And it's, Shut up. Shut I'm not even up. kidding you. I'll, I'll send you the video of the fast motion that I took of walking oh through God. there, but it's like, come with me and you'll be, you know, like the, that song is playing in the background <laughs> as you're walking down this psychedelic hallway. And it's That's like, so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and I mean, they're, they're a bunch of potheads, you know, like it, yeah. it was just an experience, right? And, like, really cool, um, like, the, the way the place was set up, it was empty when we got there, because I think it was, like, a Tuesday, and <laughs> there was, um, they had their Imperial Pills, was the first time they ran it, on okay. draft, and it's a 9% Pilsner, so, Ew. no, it was phenomenal, don't, really? like, yeah, it was. It just tasted like a pilsner. It was a really just solid pilsner, but it was nine percent alcohol. And of course, Nick was like, "Yes, give me all of that." <laughs> um, yeah, let's have two and be blackout drunk. Right. right? But apparently, I mean, now that that actually does ship nationwide, but um, at the time, it was like a rare run for them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we got to check it out," you know. Like, so I was like, "Give me something that I'm not going to get." you know, at a beer distributor. And they were like, here, this is it. So, yeah, really cool um, vibe. But Yeah, no, so that that was a lot of fun. Um, We had already been drinking that day, so I can't imagine that I have any, like, good idea of what those beers actually tasted like. Um, (laughs) There were some some good ones. They had a beer that was, I think, in the 11.5 to 12% range, which, of course, Dad went directly to, but... Of course. Um... So that was an experience, like you're saying, I'm sure the one in Chicago is very similar to it, and they actually call it, I I think I was Snapchatting, and I found a filter, you know how they have like a list of the places that you're around? Oh yeah, like the geography filter? Like circus, and that's really what it felt like, there was just so many different areas, and it was really cool to see, again, just the origins of a place that you know so much about, or have had their beer all the time um so that was 
the first main one that we went to. Um, from there, we hit a place called Berryessa Brewing Company, which is 20 minutes from Esparto, um, which is where we're staying outside of Sacramento. And another place that – it was really cool because this place had a, a winery attached to it as well. So it was a brewing company and a winery all in the same place. Yeah, so it, it was a winery first, and the brewery's only been there for, like, four-ish years. So, like, they, it seemed like they were still kind of – like getting their footing like the the beer wasn't like the best i've ever had but it just the fact that like it's it's at a winery so like there's grapes like they just have so much land and they're like we there were like picnic tables and there was like a band playing and like generally i i'm not a fan of like live music it's like i want to just like listen to whatever i don't know just put the radio on like i'm not i'm Absolutely wait, wait, not wait, wait. Music, wait, 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 wait. Now, hold on. Didn't, like, you made a comment about music at places last podcast and how it was annoying to you. Yeah. Like, in general, just music right. is annoying at these places. Um, it, I, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say music is annoying in general. I, I don't like when... I don't know, like, we were at Lagunitas, and they had a band, and they weren't great, and they were, like, covering, like, 90s songs, and I was like, it would be, it would honestly be better if you just had some kind of playlist on right now, and I know people, like, that's, like, that's such a big draw for people to go out and see live music, but for me, it kind of just, like, ruins it, like, I was kind of like, I don't, I'm not really into this right now, like, I, I, I don't really, I don't know, just live music in general, like, for me, I went to... Uh, so I, I used to go to a t- no go ahead sorry go ahead no no, no. Uh, so along that line um, do you feel like it's live music as a backdrop that's the problem or like do you not like going to shows and stuff like that because I honestly both. don't know. it's both for okay. me it's both because I I went to a couple summers ago or no I think like maybe like sophomore year of college so probably like three years ago mm-hmm. I went to probably six or seven live shows and afterwards i was like i'm i don't want to spend my money on this anymore because it never like the the audio is always it's it's either like you're at stage ae and everything is so loud and you can't really get a feel for like what like the concerts are and then like i don't know what to do with my hands like i'm like should i be dancing should i be singing like I, for me, like, just any kind of live music is just, it's just off-putting. I know. I don't know. It's weird. Like, yeah, I think that you're definitely in the minority when it comes to that. I know there's people, I know there's people out lot there lot that, that feel the same way. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's probably a small number. You're but fair, yeah, you're, you're very much in uh, a select group of people who don't like that because, I mean, I'm not somebody who's going to really go out of my way to go see a concert. I've only been to maybe a couple concerts in my entire life, but... Um, I think that it's, it, it, this is kind of like a weird, uh, an annoying way to say it, but it sets a mood at the brewery, you know, it's kind of, it's kind big of, mood. it's big cool, mood. it's cool because they're supporting local artists, right? It's not like they're bringing these big headliners to Lagunitas, like it's, it's a couple of people no, who, actually, it's a couple of people who have, let me, let me finish, um, it's a couple of people who I'm have, I'm you finish, have like regular jobs and they just, they enjoy doing it and we, we work at a winery in Pittsburgh that does sort of the same thing where they support these local artists. And I think a lot of people are, can get behind that because it's a local winery or local business that 
is putting on these concerts and supporting other local businesses. Yeah, and I'm, I'm totally which, a fan of that, honestly. Which I understand. Like, I, I get that. But at the same time, it's like all of these, it's like, it's like just, like cover bands in general are just kind of like, I'm like, I, I don't really get it because you guys aren't great. And, you know, I'd rather, I I would rather just listen to like some playlist. I don't know. That's, we could get into that later, but I think that we should get into Russian River because we're. Yeah. So Berryessa was cool. Um, That was the third stop on our craft beer tour of Northern California. Um, Russian River, at least for me, I'm not sure how, how everybody else on the trip has felt about it. By far, my favorite place that we've been, um, and I'm not really even sure how we found out about it. I think you've probably talked about uh, Pliny the Elder uh, as a beer, and I think that they sort of have a reputation on the West Coast as being one of the better breweries in California, at least. And I've talked to actually one of my professors that taught that class that I took at Pitt. Um, is big into that. So we talked to him right before, um, during my graduation ceremony, he was giving us some tips on where to go. And he was like, "You like if, if you don't go to Russian River, you're doing yourself a disservice. And we went there. It was a Sunday. Um, they do happy hour all day on Sunday. So they have a board. This list is probably 20 beers deep. It has to be 20 beers. It's insane. They have so many different kinds. Of, they, have, they probably have four IPAs. They have, like, two sessions, like, coffee sessions, so like, nothing that's super light, like, something that tastes like an IPA, which I really liked, because... So they have... Yeah, they have I've sections. talked about this before, but, like, I, I love something to be hoppy, but not something that's gonna, like, completely incapacitate me if I have, like, one. So they have... It's another place that does all of these crazy styles... Not, I mean, not crazy styles, but they do so many different things that it, if you're looking for something in particular, they have it there. And we sort of hit a bunch of the different groups. They have um, two sides of the list where they have, um, at least on Sundays, they do $4 for pints or goblets. So they have half of the list is pints. So that's your standards, like your Pilsners and IPAs and Pale Ales and things like that, that you typically see in pints and then the right side of the menu was um some of their like higher alcohol beers um they had that's where they sort of get into the the styles that you're talking about nick with like the strong ales and things like that they had they had two sours that were up over seven percent alcohol um a strong dark ale an abbey double is what they called one so like an abbey ale like a sort of like an old world type beer, and that was pretty much the entire right side of the list. But this place is jam packed. They have food, so it's it's really a, a restaurant. I mean, the the brewery is at the forefront, obviously, but they they have this whole restaurant. You can get a seat or whatever. We walked in. Thankfully, there was a line when we had first pulled up, but by the time we got in, the line was not there anymore. The people there were awesome. The the bartenders were very attentive. Um, always making sure that we had a beer or water or, or if we had any questions. Super cool. Them. They were all um, really cool. The majority of the people there um, seemed to be really cool as well um, as far as just patrons in general. We talked to, I think, a handful of people. Um, and they have a huge gift shop as well that people are just waiting in line and the line's out the door to get T-shirts. And, and they have Pliny the Elder on... Uh, on draft, and they have also have it in bottles. So we have some of that we're bringing back. 
to Pittsburgh, which I'm very excited about for next week's podcast. We can enjoy a lot of the stuff from Northern California. But Pliny the Elder, I had it as my first plant. I was like, you know, I, I didn't want to, like, pull the trigger too early on that, but I was like, this is why I'm here, really. I mean, you hear about a beer like that. Um, I guess Pliny the, uh, Pliny the Younger, which is the uh, beefed-up version of Pliny the Elder, um, it's a, an imperial IPA. Uh, as opposed to the Elder, which is a double IPA. They have that normally on draft in February, but I think that they might do it a couple other times throughout the year as well. So go for Pliny the Elder. It's it's just your very standard West Coast double, um, hoppy and crisp and just delicious. Clear. Um, I know that you and Sarah would kill to be there on a Sunday where you get $4 pints of Pliny all day. Like I, I could have thrown back at least four more of those. And they're open. They're open 11 a.m. to midnight every single day. Yeah. So that's another <laughs> thing is that, I mean, you go whenever, and, and you're going to get some good-ass beer. And, and, they, and, they do... and their standard pint price is five fifty. That's... It's like, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, it is. Honestly, because... Like if if you see somebody around here get it, they're charging at least twelve dollars for a bottle. Yeah. Like, it's not. I and mean, they were, they're five fifty here. Five fifty. I think. A bottle. I think when I got it, because I know um, House of a Thousand Beers out in New Kent got it in, and that's how I got it. And it was probably like a month and a half old, like not not fresh by any means, and it was. Still, an incredible beer. And it really, like, it bugs me that there's such a markup on it because of the name. But at the same time, like, I get that you're you're spending a premium to try something that you're not going to have normally. To try to experience something that you may not have a chance to experience in your life. Like, I mean... I can't guarantee that I'm going to get to California to try this beer. So I'm happy that I've had it, and I'm happy that right. you guys are bringing it back. Because honestly, it was probably, it, it, I mean, it was so long ago at this point that I don't really recall exactly what it tasted like. But I know that it was crisp, and I know that it was clear, and I know that it was a West Coast IPA. It was good. It's, it's, it's really good. I was, I was surprised at how much I liked it, because I'm not a huge fan of doubles. I feel like I'm getting into that more and more, but it like, and just, just their, their whole variety. The one thing I'll say is, I mean, I'm, I'm going back to the whole, there wasn't a lot of space to just hang out. Like we were kind of, we were kind of like packed into the bar because a lot of it was like restaurant seating and the food was, you know, I mean, the food wasn't great, but I mean, the beer and the beer prices were what really sold me on the whole entire experience. Um, and they have some, so they had like a series, um, and all of them are called something that is, it, it seemed like they were all kind of related to Catholicism, which I feel like is kind of a theme for this, <laughs> for this podcast, but like it, they had, they had like consecration, supplication, damnation, damnation, like they had all of these like really and oh, it, yeah. it kind of seemed like those are like their one-offs that they only do there. And I have a bottle of... Benediction, sanctification. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's all like it's all like religious themed, which is funny. I, don't I know, saw I never, saw like, Dad's uh, picture. What'd you say? I saw Dad's picture on Untapped of the the tap list, and yeah, I immediately I thought of that, and I don't. I mean, was it a series that they were doing? Maybe. Um, it it had to be some kind of. I I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, I have a bottle of something that I'm bringing home that I do want all of you guys to try because it, it's like it was a sour. This I bought the one that wasn't barrel aged. I said that they had they had a barrel aged one and they had one that wasn't barrel aged, and I mean both of them were good, but the one that wasn't barrel aged I really enjoyed. But for a it was like a I think it's like a twelve ounce bottle, it was like thirteen some dollars. So like clearly I don't I don't this must be like something special that they do because I mean you get Pliny the Elder in like seven fifties for. Or not even seven, like five hundred mil. Bottles. Yeah, I mean, you get pint pint bottles of Pliny is only I think five dollars a bottle. Um, so I picked up six of them just to. So we have a couple for here, and then we'll bring just to fuck probably, just to fuck around. You know, yeah. I'm trying to bring maybe four of those home. We have four left, so I'm, I'm gonna try to bring all of them home. But um, overall, Russian River, like you have to go. It's it's one of those places if you're if you're even relatively close on the west coast, like. It's, it's well worth the trip. Um, they're building a new location, which is 15 minutes um, north of where they currently are, and it looks beautiful. They have a sign behind the bar that shows what the building is supposed to look yeah, like. They have a rendering of what the building is going to look like, and I'm sure that they're already gorgeous. constructing it as we speak, but um, there's going to be a ton of space. I'm sure... Like, Alex was saying that there's not a whole lot of room to just hang out there. Like, I'm sure they're going to have, like, a whole patio area and uh, a new bar and a bunch of huge tanks in the back because they've obviously done very well for themselves and they've made a reputation that, like, people like us, who are pretty in tune with craft beer, at at least on the East Coast, have heard of them and, and knew that, like, we wanted to go there when we came out to California um but yeah i mean we've been so we've been talking for a while um about what we were doing this week um i think it's probably getting close to time that we should probably start wrapping it up and and preview next week's podcast um so we're going to be in san francisco tomorrow we haven't made it down to the actual city of san francisco um a couple of places that we're really looking forward to getting to i hope that we make it to all the ones that we want to go to but i actually found that um collab between hen house and it's a, a place called seller maker which is in san francisco it wasn't i thought it was tired hands which is in philadelphia but there's it must have been another one that i saw but so we're gonna try to make it to seller maker brewing in san francisco um anchor is a, a huge brewery um they make it's called steam beer yep um that's a huge beer like if, if you're into craft beer or just beer in general you probably have heard of it at some point um, 21st Amendment, which I had no idea was out in San Francisco. Um, 21st Amendment is known for, like, um, Heller High Watermelon, I know, is, like, one of their bigger ones that you pretty much see anywhere on the East Coast. Brew for your guy. All over the place. And they're not, they're actually not owned by anybody bigger than themselves, so they do all of their own distributing. They're not owned by, like, the Heineken or Coors of the World or whatever. Um, so we're looking to hit those in San Francisco. There's a few in Sacramento that we're going to try to hit on thursday uh there's one called yolo brewing company 
YOLO Brewing Company. We are YOLO. In, we are, we are in, in YOLO, YOLO County. County. We're in YOLO County. YOLO. As uh, the kids used once. to say. The kids are not doing it these days, but, you know. The kids aren't doing that this week. Wait, what are the kids yeah. doing this week? Ah, uh, we don't have anything to... Uh, they're just drinking... They're know. drinking good beer. That's what they're we're doing. We're drinking good beer. We're kids. And, and we're drinking good beer. And, and we're drooling. And we're drooling. <laughs> Throughout the podcast... This is a po- This is a drool-friendly podcast, so anybody who's out, out there listening... Smug them if you got them. Smug them if you got them. Uh, actually, that's another thing. Um, weed is legal in California. I don't think that we're going to get to it. I don't think... I don't really want to smoke while I'm out here. But uh, if, you're in, if you're ever in California, weed is legal recreationally, so you can buy it pretty much anywhere. <laughs> Um, we yes, do we do support overage weed smoking when you're in a state where it's legal. Colorado, sure, yeah, California. You, I think there's a couple if more. You, Although you Alex will judge you for that, or if you're just chilling, you know, just you smoke some weed. Light smoke it up one time. Smoke them if you got them. Um, but yeah, so we have a lot going on for the rest of this week. Um, I'm we're excited. gonna go. Yeah, Sacramento. Where I think we're excited to see because it's like 45 minutes from where we are. Um, but yeah, so we have we kind of have like a full week planned, and um, we'll we'll have a report back. Uh, come we will next be week's bringing podcast. back some some good California beers to try, and we'll all try them together. Next week's podcast will be hopefully one of the best because we're gonna have a lot of good beer to try. It's gonna be um, so fucking mega lit. Oh, yes. so mega lit. <laughs> uh, any any plans for you this week? Yeah. Any final thoughts, Nick? Um. So, I have a feeling that we're probably going to hit Dancing Gnome for their can releases. Stop. Big fucking surprise. <laughs> There's the plug. There's the plug. All right. If you're playing the weekly recap drinking game, you only get to drink once this week. <laughs> you're already hammered by now if you're um, listening for Dancing Gnome references. So, point being, um, they're, they're coming into their regulars this week. So, Lustra and... Um, oh, give me some Lustra. I need it. I need uh, it. I will probably try to swing through. Uh, maybe Wednesday night, Thursday night. I, I forget. I think it's Thursday, actually. Um, I don't think Lustra is, like, that highly coveted. So, if you're not there, like, right on time, I can't imagine that they won't have cans. They still but had Spy Dolphin. Good, if, I, if we make it out on Sunday, maybe, like, in the afternoon, I could probably get even a pint of that because they make a lot of it. They do, and I, I have a feeling that they're going to try to get more growlers on this week, yeah. because we were there three times this week, again. Bless. Big Shocker. fucking surprise. Um, no, we actually went straight there after coming back from Columbus. That's what, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but no, we walked in, we walked in and, uh, and, and Kevin and Ian were behind the bar, obviously. And uh, Chris was there, and uh, all all good dudes. But I was like, guys, we just got back from Seven Sun in Columbus, and I got to give you guys a can of something because you know they're friends of ours at this point, really. Right. Yeah, right. So, so I got them a, a can of the Brother John, which um, which is the only one that I didn't have because it wasn't on tap at the brewery and I still haven't had it because I'm waiting on you guys to get back so we can try it. Yeah. So it's a Belgian blonde though. So I I have a feeling that I have a feeling that uh, Sarah will enjoy it because she is a Belgian freak. And 
I'm not, so I'm I'm interested to see. I mean, if it's if it's good quality, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I mean, yeah, I'll be interested to try that. Like I said, I haven't really been let down. I I've been drinking the uh, Seventh Sun Strong Ale since about uh, 45 minutes in. So it's um yeah you you still you still have a decent amount there. Oh, look at that! Look, it's like it kind of looks chunky. It's, Which I hate that I just said that, but, like, there's, like... It's really not. It's just, um... I think it's just the angle of the camera. Yeah. Um, it is a beautiful, like, caramel color, though. It does, yeah. I, I just... It, I it really like it. It does look very caramely. Um, again, it's not real heavy, but it has that, like, strong ale smell to it. So it smells yeah. a lot more boozy than it is. But, right. um... Really impressed with Seven Sun this time around. I was really yeah, I'm, happy I'm that they had cans. I'm very excited to try Underscore Passion Fruit, which oh, was a yeah. very recent addition to the Underscore series from Dancing Now. Plug it again. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're. Uh, I'm very excited to come back and try that, and we're all just gonna shoot the shit. Drink some more good beer, which is what we do on this podcast. We love our beer. So, and, uh, yeah, I'll be ready for it. Hopefully, we get some good places and have some good recommendations to come back with for next week's podcast from San Francisco and Sacramento. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that Jake actually puts up a description of this week's. And uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit lacking last week. We were, we were traveling, so it was kind of tough for me to get that. Uh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not uh, faulting we, um, you. Yeah, this no, we're gonna have. I feel like we should probably make social media at some point for this podcast, just just to to get out there a little bit more. Yeah, uh, when I get back, I'll make the logo, and then we'll we'll move along from there and critique that and get it going. But um, yeah, so I, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, again, um, we'll have a description on SoundCloud with this podcast and. Uh, We'll be uh, at it again next week on, what, May 13th, it looks like. Drink yeah. more beer? Yep, we'll be here Sunday. Um, I do work, but we'll have a little bit of a late start, but we'll, we'll get it up. Um, I'm going to try to have this one up by tomorrow so that we can uh, plug the hell out of it and get some listens because last week right. um, we didn't get a whole lot of listens. So uh, appreciate you guys checking us out. And, uh, again, thanks for being here. And listening to us get drunk and talk about beers. I love it. Cheers. 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 Bye, guys.